no Israeli caused this to happen. This is out of the evil of Hamas and their terrorist actions. And nothing justifies it. Nothing. What have been the consequences of the Hamas attack on communities and the families? The families in Israel are grateful for the support so far, but more can be done in support and in spreading the word. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Inside the Epicenter with Joel Rosenberg, a podcast of the Joshua Fund, a ministry dedicated to blessing Israel and her neighbors in the name of Jesus. I'm Carl Muller, Executive Director of the Joshua Fund. Today, we present responses from families affected by the attacks on Israel on October 7th and the depth of those effects it's had on them. Listen to this powerful episode. Good evening, and we're back down on Israel's southern border with the Gaza Strip as the war rages on. And the reason we're here in this particular kibbutz community, right along the border of Gaza, because this is one of the 22 Israeli communities that were invaded uh, and attacked by Hamas mercilessly on October 7th. We have, you know, 1,200 Israeli Jews murdered in one day, uh, the worst slaughter of Jews in a single day since the Holocaust. And uh, world leaders have come here. I've been reporting, as you know, uh, for the Rosenberg Report, for All Israel News, on uh, the visits of Boris Johnson, the former prime minister of the UK, uh, former prime minister uh, Scott Morrison. Of course, President uh, Biden uh, came not here, but, uh, but of course, to Israel during the war. Lots of world leaders, foreign ministers, uh, others. But we wanted to bring a delegation of evangelical Christian leaders because, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, Woody Allen in this case, and not the Bible, just for a moment, if you'll excuse me. Uh, Woody Allen used to say 90% of life is just showing up. And I think it's important when evangelical Christians show up. For me to ask evangelical Christian leaders to, you know, yes, you've got uh, ministries in the States. Yes, yes, you've got family but would you take some time and fly over to Israel and let me walk you through, join up with IDF uh, officials uh, and others to walk through the site of these atrocities? I did it, but I wasn't sure that Christians could make that time. I mean, they wanted to, but this group uh, really delivered. Uh, They've come to see and to listen. We spent time earlier today, we're going to show you in a little bit, just sitting down with uh, the families who have hostages. uh, There are family members are hostages in Gaza Yes, we asked some questions, but it was about listening to them. So many of them, so many Israelis, so many Jews worldwide, but especially here in Israel, feel attacked, not just physically by Hamas or Hezbollah, but they're under attack by the UN, trying to pass resolutions to condemn us, the UN Secretary General condemning us of war crimes. Too much of the media, not all of the media, but too much of the media, uh, listening to Hamas and reporting uh, their propaganda as though it's fact. And Israelis feel not only traumatized and they're grieving and they're angry, but they feel that they're not even being listened to. Their stories aren't even being heard. And I think that's one of the main reasons for me to to ask Governor Mike Huckabee, uh, a dear friend and sort of a huge friend of Israel. He's been coming here and bringing groups here to Israel for 50 years. To ask him to co-lead this delegation of evangelical Christian leaders, the only other one that came this fall uh, was uh, Reverend uh, Franklin Graham. I'm so glad that he did. But I'm grateful for this group, and uh, you'll be hearing conversations that I have with them, their reactions to this, to the hostages, the hostage families. But it's important to walk through these blood-stained homes, uh, the uh, 
pockmarked with uh, bullet holes, uh, scorched by Hamas terrorists who br- literally brought their own gasoline tanks from Gaza to set these homes on fire and burn Jews alive. The, there were 40 babies in this community uh, here in Kafar Aza that were slaughtered, some of them beheaded, one of them burned in an oven. I mean, it, it's so unimaginable in the worst possible horror movie, except it's real. And there's so much denial out there in the world. And again, Israeli leaders and the people are saying, listen to us. We have something to say. And that's why we came with these leaders to let them see it for themselves so they could go back to their faith communities, evangelical communities all throughout the United States. And even their voices, they have platforms, many of them, including obviously Mike Huckabee here on TVN, but others, radio, television, in print, online, podcasts, to get the story out because there are still hostages being held. There's still a war to be won. And there are so many people saying it didn't really happen. It's not really such a big deal. It's really Israel's fault. It's so disgusting, so revolting, uh, so evil that we're going to just continue to uh, cover this story from many possible angles. And um, that's why we've come back to this particular community. And uh, you'll be hearing as we walk through here the booms. Uh, Those are not attacks by Hamas. In this case, this is the booms of Israeli artillery and mortar shells raining down on terror positions in uh, the Gaza Strip. Let's continue walking through the site of these horrific, ghastly, barbaric atrocities. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Our verse of the day today is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Our prayer requests today are to pray for the families in Israel going through difficult times, that God's grace will be poured out on them and that they would be encouraged. And second, to pray that the love of God grows in the Middle East throughout the epicenter and that everyone in Israel and the entire epicenter would come to know the reality of God's love. This is Hanan Lashinsky reporting for All Israel News. We're here with uh, Joel Rosenberg and a delegation of uh, evangelical Christian leaders. We're going to now meet some of the representatives and some of the families of the hostages who are still inside Gaza. They're still being kept by Hamas terrorists. We're going to hear their stories and report them for you. The main thing, one of the main things we do is to help delegations like yours meet with uh, families and to get to know personal stories of people. Uh, We don't believe in numbers and abstract notions like uh, 240 hostages. 
We believe in individual human beings and individual stories, which I hope you will carry back home and do whatever you can to help them. Uh, Omer was kidnapped in the Nova Festival. And uh, we saw at 8 p.m. a video that he is uh, in a pickup truck uh, with his hand handcuffed. And that was the last time that we, we saw him. Omer is uh, sick. He has asthma. And he don't have his inhaler. When I am waking up in the morning, I have also asthma. And I don't know if you know how, how is the feeling that you cannot breathe. And when I need my inhaler, I think about my son. Twelve, nine kidnapped. All of the blues are released. So... This is very moving for me to see this because these were all red um, weeks ago. Um, the family is not whole yet, and I think every decent human being understands that these small children cannot even start their recovery without their father. Unfortunately, they know what it means to be in captivity, so they know where their father is. So we need to get him back home as well as all of the other hostages. And sorry for not starting, uh, very Israeli of me, but sorry for, sorry for not starting by saying thank you for coming here, listening to our stories. Guys like yourselves, you have big audiences. Just speak. But even normal people, speak to your neighbors, speak to your colleagues, speak to your family, speak to anyone you meet. Just the second thing is for people of influence like you is don't let the story die. We all know what is the new cycle, and it's already a miracle that after over two months, we still manage to keep it uh, up there. A lot of people are working to make this happen, and it wouldn't be possible without the help of the families themselves and their telling the story. But the most important thing is the third one, and it's the one that I don't know. I don't know, but maybe you know. Maybe you can think of something that you can do, or maybe in a week you will think of something that you can do. And this meeting will serve as a trigger for you to remember them and to say, wow, I didn't think of it at that moment, but here's an opportunity for me to do something for them. In the midst of this darkness, there are also moments of uh, rays of light that come through with delegations like yours. Uh, many of them come here to show their solidarity And around the world, we found much more solidarity than hatred. And um, I believe that these rays of light will come together and uh, in the end uh, defeat uh, the darkness that fell over this country and that uh, these people will come back safely. And I think people across the world understand this is not an Israeli issue. There's a 25 different nationalities of people who are being held hostage And as an American, I'm outraged that some of those are American. These are U.S. citizens. And all the more reason that becomes an international humanitarian effort to get the hostages released. This is separate from whatever issues may be. But the one thing is certain, no Israeli caused this to happen. This is out of the evil of Hamas and their terrorist actions.
and nothing justifies it, nothing. But then it's to go back and make sure that we use the voices we have with as strong an amplification as possible to let the world know it's time to stand with Israel and to recognize that this is not a both-and equivalency issue. This is evil versus good. And this is an evil of incalculable proportion that has been inflicted upon the nation of Israel, but more specifically, the innocent civilian population of Israel. And the savagery with which it was done is an uncivilized act of barbarianism that cannot, under any circumstances, be justified or alleviated it must be condemned, and it must be eliminated. We heard very moving stories about folks who, and families who have been victimized by this, this tragedy. Uh, in this moment, uh, people of decency and in solidarity with Israel and all of its people cannot be quiet. Our Bible teaches us that evil takes place and loves the darkness. We, in fact, have an obligation not to hide our candles under a bushel, but to lift them high and punch holes in the darkness. We can defeat evil when we work together. We just came out uh, of the meeting with uh, some of the families of the hostages, Israeli hostages, who were taken into Gaza. We heard their stories. We cried with them. And we are here to, to echo their call, to report on their call, to bring home all of the hostages. Thank you for listening to this episode about understanding how families affected by trauma and war are being ministered to through the work of the Joshua Fund and others. If you found this podcast really valuable, please get in touch with us. Let us know who you are. Do you have something you want to talk about on this show? Do you have a question you want Joel to answer? Send any comments you may have to podcast at joshuafund.net. Your feedback is so valuable to us as we develop this podcast. And as always, you can check out our show notes for anything you heard on the podcast that you'd like more information on. For Joel Rosenberg and the Joshua Fund Ministry team, I'm Carl Muller. Thanks for listening to Inside the Epicenter with Joel Rosenberg. two weeks old in an iron lung which is you know like a sealed oxygen unit uh, fighting for my life I couldn't I couldn't breathe properly and apparently I didn't make a sound um, from the day I was born because my lungs were all messed up that's Martin Smith of Delirious sharing a personal testimony on The Walk a podcast for worshippers join us weekly to hear songwriters worship leaders filmmakers and other creatives tell stories in the form of a devotional The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform